Hola, this is Maria Plata, and I am here to tell you all about the random things I learn every day. I am a mom, a wife, a teacher, a highly sensitive person, and just a creative soul who wants to share my day-to-day learning with you. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and let's get talking. Hello, and welcome to the Plata Life Podcast, Season 3, Episode 14. In today's episode, I interview my friend Daniela, who's also a highly sensitive person. She's a mom of two daughters and works as a high school counselor. So I hope you enjoy this interview. Okay, so we are here today with Daniela, and I met Daniela, oh gosh, forever ago, it feels like. Um, I had her older daughter in my first grade class, and now she is a... Freshman, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Every time I think about how kids are getting older, I'm like, I'm getting old too. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us um, kind of what you're all about. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me on here. Um, my name is Daniela Reese, and I am a mother of two daughters, and I am a high school counselor. And um, I'm a huge advocate for mental health. And I um, have been a counselor in the mental health agency, but I've also, I've been a counselor at Mays Plug School for, I I lose track of time, but I I think it's been 16 years or so, but I've gone through all the the levels. So elementary, I was a four years, uh, the junior high, two years, and the rest has been at the high school level. That's awesome. Yeah, I think when I was thinking of people to interview, I'm trying to get like a scope of different, like people that work with kids at different age groups. And I was like, high school, Daniela, of course, she works with high school kids. Um, (laughs) It's so good to get different perspectives from people, you know, that have kids are different ages or teaching, you know, kindergarten all the way through high school. And so I thank you again for being here. Um, And I keep thinking of this one moment. I don't know if you remember a few years ago, it was the year after I quit teaching. I ran into you at that, um, what was that one conference over at the casino? Oh, yes, that um, Adelante Mommy conference. Yes, yes. And I was like, there's certain people that you like run into for a reason. And I just remember watching your daughter, watching you. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but I remember like during the speeches and, you know, we sat together and I'm in this like new place of my life, like trying to like figure out what the heck I'm doing. I'm like scared. I don't know what's happening in the next year. And I look over at your daughter who I've known for, you know, years and you pick up on like certain kids like habits. And I'm like, I was watching her watch you listening to these things. And I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome that you're living your experiences with your daughters and you're teaching them by example. And I just, I wanted to tell you that before we began that. Like, that you get me a little like emotional. Yeah. When I thought about people to interview, I not that people are like fake or anything. I mean, people can be, but you know, I wanted to capture moments with people that I've seen in real life, be really authentic with the people they love. And so I think, you know, awesome. Daniela, she's great. So let's interview her too. So thank you. Thank you. Um, And that we'll go straight to the first question, which is all about creativity. As you know, and you've seen, I've kind of dabbled a lot more with my creative side in the last few Mm -hmm. years since I quit teaching. And so I wanted to know, you know, what does creativity mean to you? I think prior to me um, being part of your group, I was like really hard on myself about creativity. Like I thought I'm not creative at all. You know, I don't think creatively because for me, like the old me 
felt that creativity had to be someone who, you know, used colors or paints to create something beautiful. And I always like envied my mom who would, who would like, she would be talking, we'd be having a conversation and she would just draw. And at the end of it, she was like this beautiful creation. And then I had my daughters and they would do the same thing. And I'm like, it skipped me. It skipped a, you know, it skipped a generation. It went right to my daughters, you know? But as I, you know, learned through just being um, a part of the HSP groups and just um, also learned so much from you about creativity, um, I feel that creativity now is when you're authentically living like yourself and you're able to see things very differently than other people can. And I always feel like I do that, you know, I'll go for a walk. Um, and I'll notice like a bird way up in the, the tree. And I went walking with a friend the other time and I'm like, oh my, did you notice that? And so she didn't notice that. So I'm like, okay, that is how I creatively see this world. You know, I see it a little bit differently. Um, and so I thank you for opening my eyes uh, to those possibilities within myself. Yeah, it's funny you say about the birds. Um, we go, we, I try to go for a walk every morning with my kids before Diego goes to school. and. We notice this beautiful tree and the birds, like it's the same time every day. They all do this like weird flying around the whole park and then they all go to this one tree mm. at the same time. And right. I'm like, I want to go to that spot at this time because I know the birds will just congregate there. It looks so cool. I'm going to try to capture like a small, like a slow motion video one day. Cause like, that would be awesome. Because like the birds fly over you. I don't know. It just, that's a story. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's funny because I interview a lot of teachers uh, for this podcast and a lot of them will say, well, I'm not creative. I'm like, are you kidding me? You have to like lesson plan. You have to work mm -hmm. with kids. You have to do all these things that like, of course you're creative. So I think half the battle is just kind of what you mentioned, reframing it for yourself and not comparing it to other people. You know, it's intimidating. Yeah. I see yeah, Diego, he's drawing and I'm like, dang, he's good. Like, I was not drawing like that. I was, I'm still draw a lot of stick figures, you know, <laughs> dimensional animals. And I'm like, what? Um, but it's really cool. Um, which made you brought up your daughters as well. And so that kind of goes into the next question. I think you have this mental health background, which mm -hmm. I, not a lot of people that I've been interviewed have. And I think it's important that we talk about motherhood and the challenges of motherhood. Mm -hmm. and how hard and isolating it can be. Um, so my next question, you know, you can talk about as much or as little as you like, but what are some of the biggest challenges for you in motherhood and also some of like your best moments? So if I reflect back to my oldest, Alicia, you know, she was always um, very um, energetic and very spirited, right? And I just always felt like this disconnect with other parents because I, I always was wanting my child, I didn't want to kill her spirit, right? And I always like struggled because I felt that her, her unique personality um, might have looked very different if I was a type of parent that was very strict or maybe um, was worried about what others would think. I mean, I remember going into the store and, and she was, um, like having this conversation with me and um, her voice continued to get really like elevated, like it kept going up. And, and that's how she was just really passionate about like expressing herself about how, what she was feeling or what she was seeing. Um, 
And I remember like somebody just staring at me. And I thought in that moment, I was like, do I react a certain different way? Like, or do I allow her? Um, and I remember what I, I just let her be. And then when I got in the car, I, I remember, I mean, she was like four years old and I was just like, you know, sometimes people are gonna stare at us and not accept us for who we are. Um, but it's really important for me to continue to be authentic, um, you know, and also just be very consistent in my approach with her because how can I be consistent at home with her, right? How she's acting. And then at, at outside, like, decide, oh, this is not okay. I mean, granted, there's, right, there's uh, a time and a place for everything, but she wasn't being disrespectful. Um, maybe the other person thought she was, because it was almost like, she, like that voice, the tone of voice was coming off very you know, aggressive, but it was just that she was super passionate about it, and she was exploring her voice. And so just little things like that throughout, um, you know, just that process of her growing and trying to find herself was really important to me. I even remember one time um, we were driving home and um, I think she was actually studying for a spelling test for your class, you know, and, um, and I remember we, we went to a school that's about 20 minutes away from home, but then when you add traffic to it here in the valley, you know, it added some time. So I remember I'd pick her up after school um, and she would get in the car and I was, I was that type of student who's like very academic, like I would be very anxious about making sure that things were right. And so I remember uh, she was studying for her test and I was going over the words with her. And then when we um, got into the garage, I opened the door to let her out. And she's like, you're, you're stressing me out, mom. <laughs> you're making me so anxious. And at that moment, you know, all those learning opportunities, you know, along the way, like just listening. And then I was like, you're right. Like, this is important to me but I want it to be important to you. And so I, I learned to take a step back, even though as a parent, as a well as a counselor, right? Cause I'm in the high school knowing how important grades are, but I'm like, she's an elementary, you know, I need to learn to just allow her to find herself um, and learn from her failures. Like I can't take those away from her. Those, you know, events that she's going to come and go through that cause her, sadness and pain um, are going to be learning opportunities and I just I remember just I'll never forget her saying that to me like you're stressing me out and she was like you know seven years old eight I can't remember exactly the age but I was just like oh you're right it's like <laughs> I am stressing you out I'm putting how I'm feeling onto you so that's that's been um that was definitely like an eye-opening moment for me and then um, my youngest, Alessandra, uh, I remember um, her, her level of uh, intensity with her emotions always made me feel really uneasy around others um, that didn't understand her. And sometimes, you know, sometimes family too didn't understand um, the intensity of her emotions, but because I have that background in mental health, I always would like go back to that. And then I would like also consult with, you know, that our friends who were in the same field, kind of checking in to see, you know, am I reading this right? Do, do you feel that she's struggling with some sensory issues as well as some anxiety? And so 
in kinder, you know, I did do some interventions and assisted the teachers in trying to, um, you know, implement some different strategies. But it, it was a struggle because I often felt very alone because when we talk about kids who aren't wired exactly the same as, you know, everybody else's kids, you're, you're thinking, well, who do I go to, you know, um, you're not going to write a whole post about how you're struggling with your child because people are going to think like, I, you know, pobrecita or poor thing, you know, like my kid's not like that. Cause you know, people don't want to talk about those moments that they have with their kids. So you sometimes often do feel alone because you're like, who do I turn to? And I was just grateful that I could turn to, you know, some friends and even colleagues who do have that insight to mental health uh, so that I can talk to them. And, and with Alessandra, it took me, I think she was like in third grade, um, you know, they thought she had a, a, a reading learning disability. And I'm like, no, it's not the same. It's not the same as how I've seen, you know, students struggle with the reading. And so um, we, you know, we got her tested and she uh, uh, showed up a lot of anxiety on, um, when the school psychologist tested her. And I remember thinking at the meeting, I'm like, oh my God, I was so right. Like nobody listened to me. And so, I mean, by third grade, we were getting her the services that she, she needed. And then fast forward to an event, like we were, um, it was a Bia de los Muertos event and she was all of a sudden was throwing a tantrum and she's in third grade. And it looked like she was throwing a tantrum as if she was a three-year-old in front of all these people. And there was music going on, dancers, the food truck uh, was like, you could smell, smell the food yeah. and then the exhaust of the food truck. And she was throwing, uh, and I was, I remember going to her therapist that next week and I told her there's some sensory issues going on here. So, you know, even though I had that support, you know, motherhood can definitely be, uh, feel like it's very isolating. And I always try to share my story with others because I do feel that this journey doesn't need to be alone. You know, our, our kids are unique. Um, they're uniquely wired and we have to embrace their differences and help them to learn to become comfortable in who they are. And so that, that, is my, you know, definitely my, my goal in life is for my daughters to really feel confident in who they are. And sometimes, you know, they don't maybe um, have a large group of friends like others do, but it's because they're being very authentic and they know when others aren't being very authentic. So it, now that they're getting older, right, because they're teenagers, I see the struggle and I, I know that when they're comparing, you know, maybe comparing themselves to others because of social media now, I have to remind them, right? Like, this is who you are and you don't have to act differently for anybody else. This is who you are. And people who are going to like you for who you are are always going to come and connect with you somehow. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, you know, what a blessing and what a gift it is for your daughters to have a mom like that because, you know, growing up, in a Hispanic culture, a lot of us yeah. were taught to conform, to meet the standards, to not make a scene, to, you know, how many times did our spirit get squashed, especially as highly sensitive people? And how mm -hmm. many times did we learn to uh, not be a llorona or chillona, you know, like to, to not yeah. learn? And it, it makes everyone else uncomfortable. And I think it was you that I think, I don't know if you 
mentioned the spirited book or somebody mm -hmm. mentioned it yep. to me because I was like, yeah, it was during one of the HSP meetings or something. And I was like, you guys having a hard time. And it was you and somebody else who mentioned like, have you ever heard the term spirited? And I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess he's highly sensitive. Is that different? And I remember when I, I, there's a Facebook group that I joined and I think you're part of it too. I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is like describing my child, like word for word. And it was in that moment that I realized too, it's something to do with me that I don't want to fail as a parent. And I did fail like in quotation marks. Um, that was limiting my view of who my child really was. And I think that's as parents really hard, like how yeah. to accept and to acknowledge, like maybe it's something I'm doing that's limiting them from being who they are. And that's definitely, you know, Diego seven now, so it's a learning curve and definitely. Yeah. I mean, every one. day I, I check myself like, okay, did it, could I do, could have I approached this differently? You know, even when you're tired, right? You respond differently. And I just try to keep it real with it, you know, with the girls. Like, I was really exhausted. Like, this is why I might have, you know, reacted. Does it, you know, uh, is that something that I should be proud of? No, but, you know, we all do it. You know, there's sometimes where you're, you know, reacting to a certain situation because you might be overwhelmed or stressed or even tired or hungry, you know? So, oh, hungry for sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Is mama hungry yeah let's everyone let's eat before we move on because that's not good um yeah. you kind of touched on the last question a little bit about and you work with high school kids so that's mm -hmm. kind of where I, I see a lot of this how do we teach kids to show up as themselves to be authentic and to be true to who they are like what are some suggestions you have for parents of all ages well I think first of all you have to model that yourself as you know, an individual and um, yeah, as a parent, as a teacher, as a counselor, I think it's really important to show up as your best self uh, or not your best self, but show up authentically, you know, and when you're not having your best self, like be authentic with that too. I think it's really important for others to know um, that, it, you know, for example, last year I struggled with my anxiety and so I wasn't able to physically go into work and I got approved to stay home and continue and whether that you know it was a struggle to advocate for myself because I wasn't feeling my best but I did I kept that fight going and I was able to definitely stay home which that is what exactly what I needed at the time and so, you know, as kids come in and we talk about it, I, I let them know whether they've struggled with themselves with mental health or not. I want to share that piece with them because that definitely defines who I am as a person. And so I think that's really important. Um, oftentimes with high school kids, the biggest struggle is, um, you know, parents just not willing to understand them and, and not willing to um, accept them for who they are. Um, I've had lots of conversations in my office with parents in regards to that. Um, one that sticks out to me is a mom who, you know, came to me, um, a very traditional Mexican mom, and she was like struggling because her daughter told her she was bisexual and she couldn't believe it. And she's like, I think she's just exploring. I, I, um, I don't believe her because all her life she's only liked boys, right? And so I just had to attempt to do the best to advocate for that child because the mom was very um, set in her ways, right? She, this was a belief she had 
Um, this was very new for her. She was a single mom. And, and a lot of times I feel that, you know, parents um, envision what their child should look like and how they need to be. And so I just challenged her on those visions because I told her, you know, what if it's not really who she is? How do you think you not accepting her is going to make her feel? And how is that going to then alter her decision to truly explore if, if she is or not, right? Because I really do think that, that there's a part of, of how we alter our child's behavior is huge in how we react to them. And so I just challenged the mom. And so that's what I, I you know, encourage everybody to do. You know, if your child does come and tell you something and you're like, oh my goodness, like, I'm so embarrassed. Like, for example, I think I remember uh, Alicia took a, a necklace from a friend and stole it and denied it. And she was in your class. And I remember thinking like, in my head, I was thinking like, oh my gosh, Senora Plata is going to think like I'm the worst mother. Like, that's what I thought, right? No, that was like immediate. Like, it was all about me. I made it all about me, right? But I had to check myself and challenge myself. And that's the hardest thing to do as a parent is not to take your child's behavior personally. I mean, other people might judge, but in the end, like the way you react to your child is either gonna be beneficial or you're gonna damage them. And then you're gonna have to do that damage control later on in life. So it's really important to constantly check yourself. And if you do take it personal, step back and then really think about, okay, what, what is the outcome that I want with my child? And you ultimately, you want to have a close relationship with your child that they're able to come to you and be authentic and tell you who you are because they are not a mini you, right? They are not a mini you. Oh, they are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a humbling, like parenting and teaching is such a humbling experience because I think we have this misconception that we shape who our child is or should be. Like, you're right. And it's not that way at all like they come to this earth already being who they are and mm -hmm. yeah I think a lot about you know with Diego and we're working right now you know he's seven we're questioning a lot of you know how does he really feel about his gender identity and gender mm -hmm. expression and holy crap I have a lot to learn I, I I'm like scrambling right now like reading all these books and mm -hmm. watching all these YouTube videos and like how do I manage this you know if he wants to wear, you know, quotation mark, girl clothes out to school, which he has been now. And do I prep him because kids are going to make fun of him? And he's so like, I don't know. I'm just being who I am. Who cares? And, you know, he's a little bit more self-conscious now. He's older. And what do I say if people ask, you know, like I'm all panicked about it. And he doesn't even like care all that much yet. And it's yeah. like, if I start putting those things in his head now, what am I doing to his, you know, inner voice? And so now it's a lot of, all right, I need to back away and go into research mode and make connections with people so that he's in a supportive environment. And at the end of the day, no matter how my child identifies, like they're my child and exactly. I love them no matter what. And that needs to be the number one message that is given across to, I think, all children. And what a blessing it is to have community you know where this traditional Mexican mom can go to a counselor and say you know be challenged in that way because I mean I just think about the most horrific things that can happen to our kids right. and, and keeping that in the back of my mind of 
it's not one time that we say one thing to our kid. It's a culmination of those little moments that you're talking mm-hmm. about that is them not feeling accepted by the people that should love them the most. Right. So I just, I think about that and, you know, we have our HSB meetings and uh, when Diego was younger, you know, he would love it and share with people. <laughs> and now he'll tell me, you know, like, I think I'm overstimulated because we talk about that a lot That's, or yeah. for him to see that other like adult in his life come together. Um, a couple of times it was his teachers, you know, his preschool teachers that would come to the meetings and yeah. he was like, oh, they also feel this way or this also happens. So I just, I think the value of community and yeah, being honest, being honest yeah. Um, yeah, and being able to see, like you said, being able to see that there is adults out there that feel a certain way or act a certain, like that's what, you know, that I go back to, you know, my daughters and I constantly tell them, you know, you're going to attract the same type of person that's like you if you're authentic. If not, you're going to have a mix of differences, you know, which is not a bad thing, but then you won't be able to live authentically and you're going to struggle with that. So. I think that's so important. And I love that you've been able to provide that for, you know, your son. It's so important. And I, and then again, you know, you were asking like, what can parents do? Research, you know, I'm always reading too, because even though I have that background, I am not the expert. Like I am constantly learning because I have to break those patterns, right. That we learned as we grew up. I mean, these old patterns of thinking, that were passed on to us, whether they were, you know, positive or negative, and they're just maybe not working for our own families, you know, we gotta, we have to figure that out. Yeah, no, I think I, I take value in, in these kind of conversations a lot, too, because, like, we're always learning as parents, mm-hmm. as teachers, it's just, you know, we talk a lot, like you and I, like, we go to therapy and things like mm-hmm. that, and just to normalize it and to say, everybody needs help with everything at some point in their lives. Like why not carry the load together and share that with our kids and say like, you know, like I also need support in this area. So if they ever find themselves needing support, they're, they've seen it modeled and they know that Mm -hmm. they can, they can do it. So, all right. So we are almost here at a time. Um, Is there anything else you would like to add? Any kind of last words of wisdom or whatever? Um, as a parent, definitely make sure to take care of yourself, do that self-care. And you posted this about sleep, how important it is. I think uh, definitely myself, uh, I had some setbacks with my own personal health because of lack of sleep. And so now I don't, sleep does not equal laziness. Sleep equals, you know, just recharging. And it's so important to, um, re-energize yourself in the mind, spirit, and body. So I encourage everyone to take care of themselves. I really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go ahead and do the uh, back end of the podcast, and then um, I'll send you a link whenever this publishes or whatever, that way you have it. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, I hope you have a great Sunday, and I will talk to you later. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. Bye.